0: Hi guys, welcome to Long Story Short, a podcast where we give you the rundown on controversial topics and make them simpler to understand. It's basically the podcast version of Love It or List It. We evaluate a controversial topic so you guys can tell us if you're for it or against it. Oh my god, I totally jumped the gun on that. We should probably introduce ourselves. Oh yeah, good idea. Hi guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Ashley. And today's episode is called to GMO or not to GMO. So as you can probably tell, today's episode is all about GMOs, but not just any GMOs, specifically GMOs that help enhance the nutritional value of foods. Today, we're going to be exploring questions like are GMOs natural? Are they safe? Are people correct to be afraid of them? And a lot more. But before we get into that, let's go over some basics. We're sure you're all smart enough to know at least generally what GMOs are, but we thought we'd give you a basic rundown just in case. We consider ourselves to be pretty knowledgeable, but we figured it might be better to have an actual expert come in and talk to you guys about what exactly GMOs are. So today we are joined by scientist and researcher Dr. Florence Mayfield. Dr. Mayfield is one of the leading researchers at the National Research Center of Genetic Engineering and Biotechnology, and she graduated from Oxford with a doctorate in genetic engineering. It's definitely safe to say that she knows her stuff. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Mayfield. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me on today thank you for coming so you're definitely well versed in the realm of genetic modification would you mind explaining what exactly gmos are certainly genetically modified organisms more commonly known as gmos are plants animals microorganisms or other organisms whose genetic makeup has been modified in a laboratory using genetic engineering or transgenic technology this creates combinations of plant animal bacterial and virus genes that do not occur in nature or through natural crossbreeding methods. Thank you for that definition, Dr. Mayfield. To put it into normal people terms, GMOs are organisms that have been genetically modified in a way that doesn't occur naturally. Yep, that sums it up. Now that we know what they are, some of you might be wondering what GMOs can actually do. Take it away, Dr. Mayfield. Genetic modification can actually be used for a number of things. The most popular uses being insect repellent, drought tolerance, disease resistance, preservation, and even to enhance nutritional content. How common are GMOs and are they sold in the U.S.? That's a great question, actually. Many people don't know this, but GMOs are relatively common, and there are a number of GMO crops commercially available in the U.S. Dr. Mayfield is right. GMOs are quite common, although there are only a few types of GMO crops grown and sold in the U.S., According to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, there are currently 10 commercially sold GMO crops in the U.S. and those are corn, soybeans, cotton, canola, alfalfa, sugar beans, papayas, squash, apples, and tomatoes. Even though there are only a few types of GMO crops grown in the U.S., some of these GMOs make up a large percentage of the crop grown. In fact, the FDA reported that in 2018, GMO soybeans made up 94% of all soybeans planted. GMO cotton made up 94% of all cotton planted, and GMO corn made up 92% of corn harvested and grown. Additionally, the FDA states that in 2013, GMO canola made up about 95% of all canola planted, and GMO sugar beets made up about 99.9% of all sugar beets harvested. Despite the high percentage of crops grown being GMO crops, the safety of GMOs remains a controversial topic. Would you mind speaking a little bit about that, Dr. Mayfield? Not at all. GMOs, by definition, are unnatural. However, that doesn't make them unsafe. We've actually used microorganisms to create products and carefully bred plants and animals to improve the quantity and quality of food for centuries. According to Gale, humans use selective breeding and crossbreeding to modify plants dating as far back as 8,000 BCE. Thank you for coming, Dr. Mayfield. It's been a pleasure having you. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. Here are some of the pros and cons Ashley and I have gathered. One of the biggest benefits of genetic modification, and also one of the most common uses of genetic modification, is to protect plants. And that can involve disease resistance, drought tolerance, and a lot of other things. Genetic modification also makes growing and harvesting crops less costly for farmers. And it makes it so that more people have access to quality foods. Moving on to the cons. Little is known about lasting effects of GMOs since the use is relatively new. Additionally, according to Medical News Today, some researchers have found that GMOs can elicit an allergic reaction from a food that wouldn't normally have that allergen because they used a trait or gene from that allergen. However, there are no reports of allergic reactions from the GMO foods currently on the market. Additionally, some believe that GMO foods can lead to a higher risk of cancer, since it's caused by mutations in DNA. American Cancer Society, ACS, have said that there's no evidence of this, but also to be very wary since there's no conclusive evidence for proof of safety. There's also a concern that since some GMOs can make it so that crops are resistant to disease or more tolerable of herbicides, Genes could transfer from the foods to humans, which could make them resistant to certain antibiotics. There's some speculation around GMO foods because they aren't labeled, so companies can hide information about their products. This is kind of untrue. Yes, there is some truth to it, but there's no mandate about labeling GMO products, but that's because they have to be evaluated along the same safety criteria as normal foods, so they don't have to be regulated further. On to our next segment. Dangerous dangerous Special Occasions! On today's segment, we are going to be talking about GMOs that are actually cool. So our first one is called a venomous cabbage, which is where researchers take poison from a scorpion tail and inject it into cabbages in place of synthetic pesticides. This toxin can kill caterpillars that eat the leaves of cabbages and is modified so that it isn't harmful to humans. Next is golden rice, a type of rice that contains beta carotene, a source of vitamin A. Millions of people in Asia and Africa don't get enough of vital nutrition and a single bowl of golden rice gives a child 60% of the vitamin A they need in a day. The next interesting GMO crop that we're going to be talking about is arctic apples, which are apples that have the ability to resist browning which in turn reduces food waste since bruising and browning can make an apple seem unappealing and get rejected by buyers in grocery stores. Now we have banana vaccines. Dr. Charles Artensen of Arizona State University visited Thailand in 1992 and was struck with the idea of making a banana that could hold the vaccine and administer it to small children in poorer countries. So what happened is that they inserted a gene that codes for specific protein that coded for an immunity-inducing pathogen in the banana. An oral vaccine, such as a banana vaccine, would be beneficial because it wouldn't require the use of syringes or other expensive medical equipment. This could be more effective in developing countries where most of their diseases enter their body through gastrointestinal tract. So an oral vaccine would mimic the path of infection of those diseases. That was it for today at Long Story Short. I'm Ashley. And I'm Whitney. And that's the episode. Thank you for listening.